Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Well, hello there. What a joy. What a joy it is to be with you again today, proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord. Harvest International invites your prayers as we try to respond to the tragic, tragic circumstances following the earthquake and the storm in Haiti. Camp site with residences and buildings for 130 campers completely destroyed. We're trying to respond and we invite you to join us. Visit harvestinternational.org. And let God guide you as to how best you can help. Today we remind you that on the 23rd of September, which is just less than a month away, with our other, our annual in-gathering and celebration of the Bible Speaks. This year I have all kinds of exciting news for you. And I just want you to be with us. Be part of the celebration, which is going to be at College Road Baptist Street at 5010 Southwest Highway 200. Our keynoter this year is stunt comedian Max Winfrey. Max's love for improvisation, physical comedy, to bring the whole audience to its feet is going to be shared with us this evening. Max has been seen on national television and NBC's America's Got Talent. And when he isn't busy at some corporate event or some Christian event, he's to be found in Disney Cruise Lines, making people laugh. You don't want to miss this. And, of course, we're going to be introducing to you my associate, God willing, the future host of this program, Bible teacher, Dean Paul Hart. It's just an evening that you can't afford to miss. Check us out at the website, Call me directly, 352-216-5899. But go to harvestinternational.org, and there you'll see the information for this year's wonderful, wonderful gathering. I hope to see you there. Last week, last week we began to look at lessons from Genesis chapter 3. Chapter described by, by some Bible commentators as the chapter of the fall. Today we're going to resume our look at the entrance of Satan and sin into the human race. And we will look at the role of three or four different personalities in this process. If I was forced to conclude today's broadcast right now, I would leave you with two Bible-based lessons. One is that you are No match. Let me say it again. That you or I, neither of us is a match for the devil, either intellectually 
or spiritually or emotionally. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, we read these words, that Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. That's a warning. The other thought I would leave with you is this. Don't test how far you can venture into the satanic territory. Jesus instructs us to resist, or rather James, in his epistle, instructs us to resist the devil, and he will flee from us. But look up. There's a warning light together with that instruction. There is a warning light, an amber light that starts to flash, and then it flashes red. And that warning is at the beginning of that instruction to flee the devil. It says we should not substitute our wisdom for God's grace. He says that to resist the devil begins with an indispensable command. And what's that command? Submit yourselves. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. That's the beginning of the preparation for resisting the devil. It's a precondition for battle against the enemy of our souls. Interestingly, the word used in James 4 is the same word that's translated humble. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That means that humility before God translates into victory over Satan. Let me say it again. Humility before God translates into victory over Satan. As we're going to see again today, it was a lack of humility. It was a pride factor that led Eve's that Eve to the breakdown she had in carrying out God's simple command. She wanted to help God out. She engaged with the devil. And my urge to you is don't engage. Flee. Use the word of God as your escape route. Let's read from the passage and see what we can find there. In chapter 3, verse 1, we read, Now the serpent, the deceiver, was more crafty than any wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman in his deceptive plan, purpose, Did God really say you mustn't eat of the tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you mustn't eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. So far she's right. Had she stopped there, she would have been okay. But she thought, let me help God out. And he said, you mustn't touch it, because if I touch it, you'll die. There was no such instruction. The main thing that Satan wants to do is to have you to think independent of God. He wants you to lay hold of your own intellectual power and not depend on God's words so much. After all, you're a big boy now. After all, you've been to university. After all, you're a grown woman now. Let your independence show, even at the expense of distorting God's word. Satan has his opportunity. So he rides in, oh no, you won't die. This, this is what he said to her. He says, God knows. There he was using the name of God deceitfully, disrespectfully, flaunting his power, claiming it to be a God-given power. Do you ever get that way? Do you want to know more than everybody else, regardless of 
how truthful your report is? Well, Satan is in the business of doing that to people. Let me ask you, are you there? Are you tempted to be there? I didn't ask you if you know somebody who is there, if you know some preacher who's preaching that. I'm asking you about you. Let go. Let go and let God guide you. When the woman saw that the food of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. But then she talked Adam into doing the same thing. So she was deceived and he, together with her, was deluded. The big delusion comes when you and I decide to embellish God's spoken word. We get others caught up in our false teaching and lifestyle. Deluded. 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 It seems like we are doing the right thing. Our intellectual reserves come forth to help us through this spiritual battle. The problem is that this is not an intellectual battle at all. It's a fight for the Spirit of God to take over. And it's a battle for your soul. It's a battle for your life. It's a battle for your satisfying God's command. Prayer, meditation, in the Word of God are tools that win spiritual battles. Psalm 1 has this to say, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, but nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, or her delight, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he or she meditate day and night. She also gave some to her husband. Are you poisoning the people over whose life you have some influence? How about your family? Are they seeing the Spirit of God at work in you, depending on the Word of God to deliver you? Oh, my friend, Almighty God is looking on. And he says, The Lord God called to them, because after they had sinned against God, they tried to hide among the trees of the garden. My friend, you can't hide from God. The trees of the garden, the wealth, the provision, the good things, the good times, you can't hide there. And I am talking to people today who are trying to hide behind whatever the garment is, religious, financial, cultural, intellectual. You can't hide. The Lord God called to them, Where are you? Where are you? God is detecting your deception, your unbelief, your rejection of his word. Let's compare how Jesus handled a similar challenge and see how it stacks up or how Eve's response stacks up against Jesus. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, we're told that Jesus was led of the devil into the wilderness to be tempted. And with each temptation that Satan brought his attention, he had a simple response. It is written. It is written. It is written. My friend, I want to ask you to join in with David in Psalm 119 when he says, Thy word I have hidden in my heart so I may not sin against you. My friend, the battle over sin and Satan is won on your knees and in the word of God. Oh, may the Spirit of God who is talking to you today be given liberty 
to take control. Oh, my friend, we're going to talk some more about this Genesis chapter 3 next week. But don't be deceived. Don't be deluded. Don't be a passer-on of false doctrine. God help you to lean heavily upon Jesus Christ today. Now, it may be I'm talking to somebody to whom all of this is strange information. You've never really faced the reality that God is interested in you personally and in your response to his great gift of salvation. The story is that God sent Jesus Christ into the world to pay the price that human sin demanded, and only he could do it. He died as he said he would and rose as he said he would. And now he invites you, that still small voice you hear in, inside your very being, in the inner parts of your heart and mind, is God the Holy Spirit saying, come, come unto me, everybody who is willing to have their sin burden removed and their eternity secure. You can do it by opening up and confessing to God you are a sinner and asking Jesus Christ to become your Savior. Please do it for Jesus' sake. Amen. I've wandered far away from God this program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.